Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Real estate delinquencies going up 612%. We're going to talk about foreclosures up 40%. No, 60%. Foreclosures up 60%. Got to get my numbers right. And of course, we are going to talk about CPI this week and why I think we are on the cusp of much, 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 much lower rates. But before we do that, I got to tell you about something super sexy and special we are doing for one rental at a time students. Uh, I'm continually looking for opportunities to do more. And I think we've come up with an interesting idea we are going to test Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock. If you don't know what happens Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock, that is my normally scheduled uh, interview with the three amigos. It is when Dion and Matt and I get together to have a conversation. And what I've done is I've set up a Zoom link and I've invited every single student in the One Rental at a Time program called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Several thousand people have been invited. And it is free. It is entirely free. You are going to be part of the conversation. You could maybe give us a topic. You can do those things. So where can you find the Zoom link? Great question. One, again, I leverage Teachable as my platform of choice. Inside Teachable, it gives me the opportunity to email my students. I did that on Friday. Now, as a student, you have the ability to accept emails from me or not. Uh, so obviously you will need to go to your teachable platform and select yes. Uh, this is something I look forward to doing weekly going forward. I will weekly randomly pick one of my millionaire experts and invite my students and you'll have an opportunity to interact, maybe even give us a topic. And again, it's just a way that I can give back in more meaningful fashion. So hopefully you appreciate that. The second way you can see this, if you don't want to receive email on teachable, believe me, I get it. I understand. Uh, but you could be a member of our private Facebook group. The private Facebook group is called One Rental at a Time Works. Again, you must be a student to get in. Uh, I decline lots of people that ask to get in because they are not students. So again, if you are a student, uh, you can go to the Facebook group. And I posted a message with the Zoom links there. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, this is just a way for more value uh, to be given for free. Uh, I hope you appreciate that. I honestly don't know how this will go the first time, but I am convinced that if we work together, do it together, it will add value. We will move the needle forward and the community will grow. So hopefully you appreciate that. Let's talk about what's going on next week. Tuesday's the big day. Tuesday's the big day. That is CPI day. This is the start of what I've been telling you is coming, right? I've told you, you go back and look at the daily financial news. I'm like, Hey, we just got to get through some time. We got to get through some time. Well, you know what? The time is here. We are going to likely start to see uh, inflation roll over for the next two months quite significantly. And we are about to see uh, the fed go on pause, which I told you was coming. And most importantly, and again, I want to stress most importantly over the next two to three months, we are going to see banks margins come in on these loan products, right? They've been historically wide at about 325 basis points. 
where historically there are 180. So we have roughly 1.5 or 150 basis points of potential compression coming. So again, let me just give you the numbers because this is wild. So we've talked about the base effect a lot on this channel. And one of the things that it must be known is the base effect, you know, line up 12 roller coaster cars or cups or whatever you want. And each cup has a monthly uh, inflation reading. What we were about to do was roll off the two largest, the two largest. I had originally thought that June roll off would be the largest. I was wrong. It's actually the July reading. So what is going to roll off on Tuesday? It will be a full 1.0%. All right, Michael, what the heck does that mean? Well, the expectation is for this month to be 0.4. So let, let's do some math together. You take one, subtract 0.4, and what do you get? Well, you get 0.6. And if you remember the reading last month on inflation, it was 4.9. This is why I have repeatedly called for Tuesday's reading to be 4.3 or better was not a hard call. Frankly, it wasn't a hard call at all, but that what that was my call. So I'll stand with it. Uh, I can tell you this. I've looked this morning and the experts actually think it could go as low as 4.1. That would be wild. So what does that mean? Hey, Brian, thanks for the super chat, man. I appreciate you. Good morning. Uh, wow. We've only got 16 people watching. There's a lot of people sleeping in this morning. So all 16 of you, I want you to know right now you rock. Thank you for the support. You are amazing. Uh, we're up to 19. So all 19 of you are awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. So again, we're going to roll off a one. I said 4.3 or better. Uh, we're going to be down, it's potentially down to four one. Then on Wednesday, we will get the Fed pause, which I have said is coming for a long time. Even when the experts said that we were going to get a rate increase of 70% or more, I'm like, nope, don't see it coming. So that's great. So I believe rates will start to fall. I think rates closed last week at 6.85. Uh, they're going to start rolling. They could be as low as six and a half by the end of next week, but it gets better. What happens in July? Think about this. So we're going to be sitting, let's call it 4.2. Let's just take the average, 4.2. My call is 4.3. Their call is 4.1. We're going to call 4.2 just for fun. Well, we rolled off 1.0% last month, because this is now July, right? We're in a time machine together. The base effect for July, get this, 1.3. So let's just say 1.3 is the one falling off and we add another 0.4. Let's just pretend, right? Well, again, let's do some really hard math together. 1.3 minus 0.4 is 0.9. So if we were at 4.2, could we possibly be under three and a half headline inflation by the middle of July? The answer is heck yeah. And then of course we get the July Fed meeting, which again, they will go on pause and bingo bango, we get more rate compression by the banks and we're in the low sixes. I think there's a good chance that we in July with a mortgage rate below six two. And then when the August and September reading comes out on inflation and we see the housing statistic become less backward looking, if you will, uh, there's a good chance that inflation by the end of August or September is under 3%. Pretty wild to think about. So again, we are on the cusp of much, much lower rates is my call. 
I expect all of you to hold me to that. If I'm wrong, I will, of course, admit it. And if I'm right, I, of course, will celebrate it. So let's uh, let's see where this goes. But yeah, this this is the week we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this week for four to six weeks, and it's finally here. So I don't know about you, but I am wildly excited to see what comes next. Uh, I read an article uh, talking about the stock market potentially crashing 20% if the bond market is right. Uh, you've heard me talk with Taylor and Dan and many other experts about the bond market saying one thing and uh, the stock market saying another. It'll be very interesting to have a conversation with Dan Bird today because uh, he called 4,300, right? You guys can go back and watch his playlist. And I don't know about you, but 4,298 and change certainly feels like a uh, very good call. And he nailed that for sure. Uh, he's been on a great run. Go back and watch his playlist. Look for receipts. See what we talk about each week. Uh, I look forward to that conversation today. I don't know if you're seeing what's going on in the UK, but it's certainly spitting out headlines that the doomers and crash bros will likely leverage onto. So again, I want you to be aware so you are not distracted by their idiocy. Uh, they will say things like this. Rising rates are causing landlords to sell. That is a true statement. If you finish that with in the UK, the UK housing market is in trouble because of their debt structure. We've talked about debt structure in Canada and UK, New Zealand, Australia, a bunch. Looks like it is getting pretty dicey in the UK with a lot of mortgage debt coming due and higher rates. So it is forecast that a lot of landlords will be forced to sell. So yes, there are going to be landlords forced to sell because they can't make payment, doesn't cash flow. What do we call that here at one rental at a time? We call that an alligator, folks. That is an alligator. We do not do that. Uh, negative cash flow is bad, simply said. So yes, it is possible that you will see a dwindling supply of rental units in the UK. And my, wouldn't surprise me if that's Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand as well. Again, it's the debt structure. It is and always is the debt structure. Uh, you have no idea how fortunate we are in the United States to have 30-year fixed rate debt on residential. Let's talk about delinquencies. Another possible headline or thumbnail that you will see from Crash Bros or Doomers is delinquencies rise 612%. Again, that is a factually true statement. But what are they talking about? Well, of course, folks, they are talking about commercial and specifically office. There are a lot of office buildings that don't debt service. The, the, it has non-recourse debt. And these billionaires and companies are going, hey, go ahead. Again, these, these don't necessarily mean foreclosure, but it does mean loan workouts, extend and pretend, something like that. So again, delinquencies are up 612%. That is a true statement. The debt structure is about $840 million uh, or billion, billion dollars, excuse me. So again, lots of things uh, going on. I did find an article about the banks with exposure to commercial banks, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it talked about three, just to give you some size. It looks like Goldman Sachs is best positioned, meaning they have the smallest loan book of commercial loans. Uh, Goldman Sachs is currently sitting at $8.4 billion in debt based on commercial loans. Compare that with Bank of America in second place, $60 billion, $60 billion. So what is that? So Goldman's about 15% roughly, uh, maybe 12.5% of uh, Bank of America. But not to be outdone, Wells Fargo comes in at first place with $91 billion in commercial debt. Uh, so what is that? That's less than 10%. Goldman has less than 10%. So very, very interesting. Uh, again, I want to give a shout out to Lance Lambert, somebody that you and I likely follow on Twitter. He's an amazing follow. And again, he's a Thursday returning guest. So shout out Lance. 
Uh, he just did some tweets the other day, I think it was yesterday, talking about 7% of the nation's largest 200 housing markets um, uh, had a negative growth. So what does that mean? 93% of markets were positive April to May. So again, 7% times 200, that is 14 markets were negative or zero or negative. I have to tell you that was um, smaller than I would have guessed. I would have guessed there was more markets on the West Coast, maybe the Sun Belt, that were negative month to month. Again, this is April 23 to May 23. But no, only 7% of housing markets went negative. And again, if we go back to what we talked about at the very beginning, if, again, that is a huge, gigantic if, I can't stress this enough, if I am right about rates over the next 90 to 100 days, what do you think happens? And I just recorded the daily financial news for June 9th that we'll post in about an hour. I want to highlight something we talked about there. I want to talk about Las Vegas, Brian Lebo put out an amazing video on the, on YouTube. You can find it. It's at Lebo Group. Uh, get this about Las Vegas. Transactions crashed. Inventory, inventory in Las Vegas is down 32 weeks in a row. Why is that important? Well, we just went through the spring selling season and inventory never came. And then finally, prices are up. Values are up. It appears that Las Vegas, at least in the charts, bottomed in February. Uh, so again, values are up. So again, lots of stuff going on there. And then lastly, let's talk about foreclosures because undoubtedly you're going to have some clickbait and crash bros talk about foreclosures. They are going to say things like foreclosures are up 60%, which again is technically correct. Uh, they will try to make 60% sound like we are on the cusp of the Great Recession. Here's the deal. I invested through that session. This is not what's happening. And again, if you just want to have mathematical truth and evidence, we did 6 million foreclosures in the Great Recession. We are currently at under 40,000. So if you have a crash bro or a doomer talk about 40,000 foreclosures going to destroy the real estate market, all I want to tell you is that is less than 1%. It is less than 1%. It is about 0.66% of what we did last time. So if anybody wants to tell you that 0.66% is a repeat of the Great Recession, I give you full permission to block them. Or better yet, go into their comment sessions and simply say, okay, Doomer. That is a hashtag that I've started on Twitter. Hashtag, okay, Doomer. We have to shine a light on these idiots. These idiots are hurting people, and these idiots are getting paid hurting people. So again, folks, just understand, they are taking headlines like delinquencies up 612% and trying to make it sound like residential. It is not. It is commercial office. They are going to talk about foreclosures being up 60%, and it's the next great recession. It is simply not. It is 0.66%. And then lastly, folks, we are on the cusp of what I think is coming. We've talked about it for months. And again, I might be wrong. I can't stress this enough. I am wrong all the time. But inflation reading in the next six weeks, right, could come in under 3.5%.
Things about to get interesting. All right, folks, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, comment, become part of One Rental at a Time. And again, if you buy my amazing course, I'll tell you what. If you buy my amazing course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, I will continue the two free courses uh, today. And I will find a way to get you the Zoom link. So if you want to be part of the Three Amigos conversation on Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, you can. All right, everybody, take care. Bye-bye.